0: Greetings. Welcome to Dr. Annette West Speaks. I am excited as always, to have you here with me to hear what the topic is for this week. This week, I will be speaking from a thought of when the flood hits, when the flood hits. Yes, when the flood hits. So this is a question that one of our listeners uh, put out, I believe it was Williams, who was asking, how do we handle it when the enemy comes against us, when the enemy tries to attack us? How, how do we prepare for such a thing? How do we prepare? I'm sure that all of us have have lived a long life thus far, and we've all had opportunities where um, we were trying to be our best, do our best, and in the midst of that, um, bad things happened. In the midst of that, the enemy came against us. Sometimes the enemy came subtly, and sometimes the enemy came in like a mighty Russian wind. We don't always have to do something wrong for the enemy to rise up. And actually, if we're doing things the right way, and if we're really trying to live as servants of the most high God, then the enemy is not going to be pleased with us. He's not going to want to see us succeed. He's not going to want to see us um, excel. He's not going to want to see us move into the greatest, the greatest or the greatness of That God has for us. So we have to understand. The spiritual nature. Of how the enemy attacks. And we have to realize. This is a spiritual war. It's not the people. It's just the spirit that worketh through them. So we just need to know. What can we do. To help ourselves. To function and flow better. As children Of the most high God. So whatever we are doing. The enemy. Seeks to gain ground. He seeks to. Take up space. In our lives. He seeks to take up residency. I'm thinking about my neighbors. Some neighbors behind me. And there's a a row of trees. That are huge. And. Every year, those trees get these really hard nuts on them, about an inch or inch and a half in diameter. And anything in its way, don't park a car under there, don't park a car near there, because when those nuts start falling, they're going to dent up whatever they hit. And along with that, because it's a nut tree, there's... Abundance of squirrels there. So they're trying to get to the nuts. And so they are pulling off, dropping off nuts on anything that sits under it. So that's how the enemy is. Um, He's trying to, he has so much. And he's trying to crowd us like a tree over something. And he's full of devices. Um, He has a lot of negativity. He has a lot of destruction that he wants to throw down. And if we, if we sit in a particular place, he may get to us much quicker. So even though in my yard, that tree, those trees are there and things can come down, any tree that may be, I would say in proximity of about 50, maybe about 30 feet, 30 feet, I'll say 30 feet, could also be impacted with those nuts, depending on what's in the tree, how things are being thrown from the tree, um, how they're ju- how the squirrels are jumping from the trees and jumping across to other vehicles or whatever. So even though you may not necessarily be right under the tree, that what falls from the tree could still impact us. And so we basically have a battle that's going on with the enemy, and we have to learn the schemes of the enemy, so that we know how we can flow and function correctly and effectively in such a way that the Lord is pleased with us. And one, one of the things we really need to focus on is the word ignorance, the word ignorance. I would say just from my experiences with many people and situations and even some of my own through the years, that ignorance is one significant element that sets believers up for the enemy to seduce them, for the enemy to seduce them. If we don't know something. When it does happen, it could hurt us. The enemy doesn't want us to learn. The enemy doesn't want us to apply ourselves to the word of truth, because when we know the truth, then we will see him for who he really is. We will be able to uh, understand some of the ways that he comes against us. But if we don't get in God's word, and if we don't study God's word, then we may not know. And when he hits our ignorance, we are overly impacted by what he does. He has significant ways that he seeks to destroy God's people. And so I believe that the word ignorance is almost directly responsible for blinding us to what the devil is up to, to what the enemy is trying to do. We can't afford to be ignorant. We cannot ignore Satan and assume that he will just go away. That he won't return. The Apostle Paul repeated over and over, I would not have you ignorant. Listen, I would not have you ignorant. We must become wise to take the the concern to heart to set aside our complacency and to get into God's word. People are destroyed for their lack of knowledge. We need to also have a passion. One of my favorite topics to teach on is having a passion for Christ, having a passion for the Lord, having a passion for the things of the Lord. And this exceeds even what we learn in the Bible. So we learn the Bible, we learn the truth, and we have that knowledge. But to have a spiritual passion for it. We are created, we were created to worship the Lord. And our passion for him is strengthened as we develop a right relationship with him. Second Corinthians 11, 11 and 3 talks about the serpent getting into our hearts through our minds. Everything impacts us initially in the mind. Everything begins with a thought. So that means, no, the enemy can't read your mind, but the enemy can bring thoughts to you. He can bring thoughts to your mind. And then if we're not careful, we can easily take those thoughts into our process. And so we have to be mindful of putting good things in our minds so that we're not sitting idle and allowing the negative things to penetrate our mindset. We have to I'm all, I'm teaching about holistic wellness, mind, body and spirit. So we need to um, fill our minds with the things of God. We need to fill our brains. The church in Corinth, they were very passionate, but they lacked the knowledge to provide a firm, less shakable foundation To help guard them against the destructive influences of their community. That's what will happen to us if we have knowledge and no passion. They had passion, but they didn't have knowledge. You can have knowledge and not have passion. You need the two to come together and balance. Because if we don't have the knowledge of God, we are going to be ineffective ill-equipped to recognize things that try to exalt themselves over God. And the enemy is always trying to exalt himself over God. We can know as much as we possibly can about warfare and how to defeat Satan, but we desperately need the knowledge of God. And this is developed as we get into an intense daily relationship with him through his word, we should begin to have a zeal for the things of God that is based and strengthened through his spiritual truth. Without his truth in our heads and our hearts, we become sitting ducks waiting for the enemy. We become like that car just sitting under that tree Not thinking about the fact that that tree is full of nuts. And once the wind starts blowing hard or the animals get in the tree, all of the damage that is going to happen to that vehicle because it sits under the tree. When we don't sit under God's truth, God's teaching, God's um, knowledge with passion, then the enemy will try to run in. He will try to creep in. He will try to impenetrate our minds Any way that he can. So we need to ensure that we also have a discernment for the things of God. And discernment means to understand the difference. Hmm. Discernment is probably one of the most important criteria in providing the believer with protection from the seductive tactics of the enemy. Knowing the difference between what is and is not of God is crucial to our developing and growing and living and flowing in victory in in the Lord. If we are not able to discern the lies of the enemy, the tactic of the enemy from God's truth and God's promises, we are going to have little hope. Of keeping Satan away from our minds. We won't be able to tune him out. And we won't know when to tune the Lord in. So we must have an intimate knowledge of God's word as our best defense against the temptations that the enemy will try to send our way. And we also have to be mindful of our own self. We have to look at our our self. Are we willingly committing sins? Are we being rebellious against God's truth? Are we in error of God's knowledge? Are we weak Christians? If we don't have a close relationship with the Lord and we don't do self-examination, we will easily go astray. We will easily be left open, fully open for the tactics of the enemy. We have to know that Satan is on purpose. Satan has a well-drafted plan for each of our lives. He has a timing for when he wants to creep in. Nothing he does is accidental. It's not coincidental. He knows exactly what he wants to do to the people of God. But listen, God is also purposeful. God also has a well-designed plan. God also has the best timing. God, there is no accident in what God seeks to do in our lives. There are no coincidences in our life. God is always a God of Shifting impossibilities to possibilities. But Satan is like a ball player. He has the hardest ball. He's put some other things in his ball when he throws it at you. So that when it hits you, it's going to It's going to knock you so hard that you may feel like you're getting ready to fall off of the foundation that you have. But I tell you, when you have a strong and a true and a firm foundation in the things of the Lord, in that relationship and in that passion and that gaining knowledge, the enemy can't knock you down. Yeah, he might come, he might shake you some. But because you are learning how the enemy works in conjunction about everything you're learning about the Lord, God will give you that discernment to see that ball coming your way and you'll be able to shift, you'll be able to turn, you'll be able to duck, you'll be able to dive and still be on your foundation. There are some of us that really hope that the devil is just going to go away. But Satan don't care about you in loving you. He just cares about you in drawing you to his dark realm. We can't allow anything that happens in life to draw us away from the things of the Lord. We have to learn how to walk closely with the Lord. We have to learn how to discover God's truth daily, seeking him out. So that we have an intimate and zealous relationship with King Jesus. We have to know that the enemy is wherever we are. Looking for an ent- an opportunity to enter in. To slide in. To jump in. To drop in. Whatever. And we have to be so aligned with the things of God. That we can quickly call on the name of Jesus we should never assume that a problem an issue or anything is too small for God to handle because that's what the enemy wants us to think he doesn't want us to go to the Lord on those things he wants you to think well it's not that important because when you say it's not that important then the enemy says "Mm, this is an opening for me to get in and start playing around the enemy Wants to give you a false sense of security. I don't know anybody that just wants to wake up one day, walk out your door, and there's a, a there's a lion right there with his mouth open, growling at you. I don't want to walk into any of the enemy's tactics. I don't want to trust the enemy for anything. I want to trust the Lord for all things. The enemy is real. He's going to send some battles our way. But God does not want us to focus in on it. God does not want us to be pulled into it. We have to remember that First Peter 5 and 8 says the enemy has a job and he goes about like a roaring lion looking whom he may devour. I'm not going to allow the enemy to devour me because I'm going to be watchful. I'm going to be in tune. I'm going to be intentional about this relationship with the Lord. Think about um, the, the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians the 12th chapter 7 through the 10th verses but paul is an ex- an excellent example of how spiritual warfare cost him he was beaten he was stoned he was in prison he was left for dead he was famished and so many other things all of those things were the cost of the war that the enemy brought against him but paul learned a lesson a crucial lesson and he said in 2 Corinthians. Lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of the revelations a thorn in the flesh was given to me a messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I be exalted above measure concerning this thing I pleaded with the Lord 3 times that it might depart from me and he said to me my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness Therefore, more gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and in reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. What he's saying is, yeah, I'm going through a lot of things, but because of my relationship with the Lord, where I think I'm weak. I'm really strong because of this relationship. And so no matter what the enemy will bring my way and no matter how I feel and no matter how many times I'm asking the Lord to take away, the Lord may be saying to me, hey, I'm right here with you. My grace is sufficient for you. Listen, my strength, my strength perfects the situation where you feel weak. So learn how to boast in what comes your way, but ensure that what's coming your way is not because you have been out of the will of God. It's not because you have been disobedient. It's because you've been on point. It's because you've been on purpose. It's because you've been on fire, doing the things, serving the Lord, serving others, that the enemy doesn't like the way you shine. And so therefore that's why the enemy is coming. But the Lord is saying, don't be fearful. Don't become fretful. You are really strong, when you think that you are weak. Why? Because you belong to me, King Jesus. And because you belong to me, I am going to keep you through this. No matter what you are going through, I am with you. He says, I will never leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. You just need to realize that this thing is real. The enemy is real. The battle is real. The tactics are real. And you need to ensure that you are armored up for battle. Armored up for battle. We have to be armored up for the Lord's battle. So listen, Dr. Annette West signing out. And I just want to thank you for tuning in. I'll be coming back soon sharing some other things look to have some interviews soon coming in where I may be adding a second day of the week to do interviews if I have enough of them coming in but check me out on Facebook at Dr Annette West speaks follow me on Twitter on YouTube where I have a, an abundance of videos spiritual a uh, life in, in enrichment videos and also check out my webpage dr annette west ministries org where my books and other ministry efforts are presented and I will connect with you next time. Bye-bye.